BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, hey, Breaking Beauty fam. Welcome back to the show. It's Wednesday, so that means we are here in your AirPods. It's Jill and Carlene. And if you don't know by now, we are two former magazine beauty editors. We traded in the pages of magazines for two microphones. That was five years ago now, and we're still going strong. And each and every week, we are serving up hashtag damn good product finds. We are sharing epic founder stories, and we get to chat to the best in the biz when it comes to hair, skin, and and makeup pros. So how are you, Carlene? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to the first long weekend of the summer. I guess that is kind of like a segue into our episode today because it's all about that idea. And this Jill, like we actually wanted to talk about this last week, you guys, when we did our damn goods roundup and there, but there was too much to talk about. So we were like, let's just do it as a whole separate episode. But it's, I think for you and I, Jill, we've been in the industry for over 20 years. And what we're really seeing is this great reset, you know, this idea that people have been really going inside, like looking within themselves during the pandemic and being like, what am I doing? Is this really what I want to be doing? Like vibe shift, you know, I'm loving working from home, et cetera. And now what we're seeing is this on a larger scale within the beauty industry. And that's why we wanted to like call out some of the, like some of them didn't make it, right? Which is a lot of businesses. So we're going to be talking about the beauty brands that are RIP. We're also going to be talking about the idea of renewal and the second life and the brands that are coming out for a second time with a whole new look, right? And then finally, people who have just been like plotting and scheming behind the scenes and like ready to launch something and have just been waiting for the right time feel like it's safe to do that now. So we're seeing these like brand new, really exciting beauty brands and launches coming out of the woodwork. So we're going to be talking about that too. Okay. I'm excited for this. And as always, everything we mentioned, we link to it over on our website. Each and every week, we recap our episodes. So that's breakingbeautypodcast.com. And if you want to chat more about these topics or sound off, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Breaking Beauty Podcast or join us in our Facebook chat room, which is just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room, because we'd love to hear what you think about these topics as well. (music) 
now a break from one of today's show partners, Local Eclectic. Slip dress season is here, and I want to tell you guys about my favorite new solid gold necklace from Local Eclectic. It's a slither snake pendant in solid gold, white topaz, and it just looks so good when I've got my decollete on display. If you haven't heard of them, Local Eclectic, it's a woman-founded, women-run online jewelry store based in Chicago that carries unique jewelry from indie designers all over the world. They've worked with like over 80 designers and small businesses over the years. They're really putting a spotlight on female entrepreneurs and jewelry designers. We love that. They have lots of delicate solid gold pieces that I really like to layer. The one I mentioned, it's part of their family gold collection, meaning it's heirloom quality. It's nine carat solid yellow gold. And I just love it when I can wear a piece like a second skin, you know, I can sleep in it, I can shower in it. I don't have to worry about it tarnishing or tangling because it is that great quality. And I love that it's still at an accessible price point. I also picked up a crystal manifestation bracelet. It's green for abundance. It's made from natural crystals on like a nine carat solid gold chain. And it's just this little bohemian piece that completes all of my summer outfits. Honestly, there really is a piece of jewelry for everyone at localeclectic.com. So whether you're looking for a birthday gift or a little something, something for yourself, Local Eclectic is exclusively offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase with code BEAUTY through July 31st. This is their best discount available. So take advantage of it while you can. It can't be combined with any other offers. Again, that's code BEAUTY for 15% off your first order at localeclectic.com. That's L-O-C-A-L-E-C-L. ECTIC.com. We're going to link to that offer on our blog and in our show notes. And now back to the show. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworkers' promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Okay, Carlene. Well, I think we can both agree if there was a theme song for this episode, I mean, what luck we have because Beyonce just dropped the anthem of the summer called Break My Soul. And it couldn't be more fitting with today's theme. You know, it's really interesting to me because pop culture wise, the meme that was most associated with Beyonce leading up to, I would say all during 2017, 2018 was like, you have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce. Get it done. Do you know what I'm talking about? So there would be, it would be like a meme where people would say it, it's basically like a motivation Monday okay, post. And then you, and then you have like, so it's like Beyonce gets all this done. You can do it too. Cause you have the same number of hours in the day as got her. It, got it. And then you also had Kim Kardashian like six weeks ago saying, get your up in work. Nobody works hard enough anymore, et cetera, et cetera. And now Beyonce just come out and she's like, guys, I'm burnt out too. And actually, I think we should all quit our jobs, go to, and like, I feel like there was people when that song dropped, like going immediately to HR and be like, Beyonce gave me permission. (laughs) I am quitting and I'm having the, going to have the best summer of my life Yes, and break my soul made me do it. And I, I was out for a walk and I was listening to that song on repeat. And it's just like, 
such good vibes, such good energy. The dance track is back. Absolutely love it. And she and she even says in one of the lyrics is, I see it, I want it, I stun it, yellow bone it, I dream it, I work hard, I grind it till I own it. And then she's just basically like, I'm going to find a new drive. Damn, they work me so damn hard. Work by nine, then off past five. They work my nerves and that's why I cannot sleep at night. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God, it is this is this is the moment. Yes, yeah. follow your dreams and hopefully you're going to find some inspiration in today's show. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the larger shifts that are happening within the beauty industry because mm-hmm. there's been some that are pretty bonkers starting with Revlon filing chapter 11. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of on the verge of bankruptcy. And I know you did a little TV spot. You were actually interviewed about this gel celebrity yes. expert right here. So yeah, what's <laughs> your take? Well, I think it's very telling, Carlene, in one respect that, I mean, there's been a ton of of news and beauty rebirths, RIPs, and like only for Revlon was there this much hard news interest in this story. I will say I was approached on a couple of different platforms too. So I think that's pretty telling about how huge this news is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Were you surprised by it? I don't think so, I, right? I wasn't surprised, no. And, you know, you and I had a mini chat about it. And I I knew it was over in 2015 when I went to an event mm-hmm. called Love is On. And the PR mm-hmm. told me that the event was to introduce the brand's new positioning. So they were already kind of floundering, right? They didn't have like an identity yeah. and they were already competing against all these indie brands and these, you know, nicely priced indie brands that were coming out as well. And I was like, you must mean Love is On. This is like a new campaign and there's a new face of it yeah. or whatever. No, this is the new brand positioning is that Revlon will be all about the moments in love. And I was just like, oh, wow, wow. I can't, like, I could only imagine how much- You were like, what are you talking about? Money they paid some consulting firm to come up with that as their new, like, brand motto. I was just like, wow, you know, Jill and I could have come in for an hour and, like, helped you out, right? Because, again, (laughs) you and I were chatting about this, and, like, they had a stakehold in- diversity and inclusivity that literally dated back to the 1970s. Like they were the yes, first exactly. cosmetics brand to ever feature a black woman in their cosmetic yeah. ads. They actually came out with a makeup line for women of color in the 1970s. And, you know, since then, that like they were so well known for their spokespeople, Halle Berry, yeah. and just like, women who had strength. All right? the like, supermodels in the 90s. Yeah. It's true. But they had a bit of a feminist backbone, right? Like you even think about yes. Charlie and they had a woman mm-hmm. wearing trousers in the perfume ad. And that was like the first ever in a perfume ad. So they were really ripe for the kind of conversations that we have today. And then you think about TikTok and how well-priced and some of the innovations, like smart innovations that they had. And it's just like, what happened here, guys? And in all of the news reports that were coming out, they're like quoting supply chain. They're quoting, you know, the pandemic, people not wearing as much makeup. But then what I said in my interview was that, okay, yeah, sure. But that affected everybody. And then you had, on the flip side of that, their competitors like Elf Cosmetics and L'Oreal Paris 
posting record profits in 2021 Mm -hmm. because they could kind of keep up. They were more nimble. They, you know, doubled down on influencers and Revlon just was like lost to your point. And they tried, like, I, I think Flesh Beauty was maybe like they tried to bring like the Fenty idea to the drugstore and to Ulta yeah. with Flesh Beauty. And that just like caved. I don't think they gave it enough time. And then they've hired like Megan the Stallion to collaborate with, which I think was really, really smart. But it was just always like one step behind. And they seem to kind of be like Absolutely. stumbling toward this Absolutely. demise. And I think that, again, to your point, like that doubling down with Flesh Beauty and all of the cost and resources that that would have yes. taken to launch that is like they could have just put that stake in the ground within Revlon, you know, expanded the shades, yeah. like put all of that R&D and all of that energy into Revlon that already had this stakehold and these incredible spokespeople. And I, I agree with you. I think they needed to double down on influencer relations, which I didn't really see. I think they could have been killing mm-hmm. it on TikTok. I think there was a gross mismanagement of a heritage brand, yes. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of sad, but not everyone's going to survive. And, you know, yeah. I think, but okay. And, and one other thing I want to bring up just before we move on is is there any part of you that thought that this was maybe just like a big publicity stunt? Because the outpouring for Revlon, the number of headlines they've gotten in the last like yeah. week or so, and also like apparently they're still planning on being on store shelves. It's like they are looking for people to bail them out right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this could be part of this grand master plan. I mean, maybe I'm too much of a cynic, but I do wonder if that's part of it. Well, you know what? There's nothing saying that like Cody can't come along and bail them out or something like that. Like I I don't know where Rimmel is going these days. I haven't seen a Rimmel anything in years. So, you know, Revlon still has a lot of stake in that brand. So it's possible, you know, maybe we haven't seen the last of them quite yet. We'll see. I think we've definitely seen the last of Bite Beauty though. Another one that bit the dust. Bit the dust. Yeah, I mean, that was just unfortunate. You know, it had such a strong founder, such a strong message. It was ahead of the clean, quote unquote, messaging with all of their formulas. We've had Suzanne Langmuir on our show. She was the original founder of Bite Beauty. Just a genius concept, frankly. And it we even really liked when they started branching out into face care beyond their lipsticks. Oh my God, you their and I foundation, really liked their, it was legit. Yeah. Like it's in our Hall of Fame. I love it personally. Yeah. I will be sad to 100%. see that go. Although I do remember they had some missileer technology to do with it that I was just like, mm. what is this? And it seemed like a big marketing game that was like, guys, yeah. I feel like you're trying to pull one over on me. I think when they revamped the whole line to be vegan and they took out all the beeswax, this might be controversial, unpopular opinion. Lanolin. The lanolin, like I feel like it was caving to a lot of pressure and it just... People didn't like it as much. Those formulas that they were so, you know, that they would, they would go back to the brand again and again for. But apparently you can still mix your own lipstick. The Agave lip mask was, I think, their iconic product, their hero product. And as soon as they tweaked that formula, people freaked out. And I just think it was kind of downhill from there. And again, it's one of these things when brands get acquired, you know, that was acquired by Kendo and it just, you know, they make moves, right? And it's just not always feasible to keep all of these brands under like a bigger umbrella afloat because they're dealing with KBD Beauty, they're dealing with Fenty, they're dealing with Marc Jacobs Beauty, whatever. 
Well, at the end of the day, they're competing against each other, right? So yeah, how many yeah. of them can, when every single one of them is now in the clean beauty aisle, every single one of them is mm-hmm. vegan and, you know, all the, mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. buzzwords, it's just like, well, what's the difference really? You know, it's yeah. a crowded market. And I think they just, you know, they moved away from the lipstick that they were so well known for. And, you know, sayonara. This week's show is supported in part by Osea Malibu. So the glazed donut skincare trend, it's not just for the face, my friends. I mean, I want to look silky and dewy from head to toe. Dry patches be gone. So let me introduce you to a celeb-loved body oil from Osea Malibu. It's called the Underia Algae Body Oil, and it's a lightweight, organic, seaweed-based body oil. And it's got acai in there and passion fruit, and it also has babasu oil and sesame seed oil. So these really hydrate your skin for a youthful glow. And I appreciate that the oil is silky, but not slick. So it's a staple for slathering on after the shower, especially after long days when I've been in the sun or in the ocean, my skin tends to kind of shrivel up. So this just kind of brings your skin back to life after the shower. And the scent is amazing. It's like summer in a bottle, very uplifting with notes of grapefruit and lime as well as cypress. And hot tip, you can try the Andrea Algae Body Oil as part of Osea Malibu's Total Body Glow Trio Kit. And this kit includes a plant-based body brush as well as a moisturizing body scrub and the body oil, of course. So first you sweep away those dead skin cells, then you hydrate for incredibly soft glowing skin all summer long. So good news for our Breaking Beauty listeners. You can find new skincare and body care favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with promo code BEAUTY. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. So go to oseamalibu.com and use promo code BEAUTY. That's spelled O-S-E-A malibu.com and use promo code BEAUTY. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. That's whenever whenever I see a brand coming into the market and they're like, we only need one of this or one of that. Like You Beauty is an example of that. Even Haley Bieber's is an example of that. And I just, in Nude Sticks was an example of that. And Bite was at one time too. And it's just really hard to scale because as we know, the entire industry is driven by newness. As editors, we're like, our brains are programmed. What's new? What's new? Yeah. What's new? It's like, we don't even... Are, are we going to cover like a bite beauty that launched from 2015? We're probably not. We we contribute to this cycle as well. And so these brands are always on this treadmill. And I, I do worry about the these brands that come out saying we're only one of this and you only need one skinimalism or whatever. And it's like, eventually they're going to hit a wall and the retailers are going to go, okay, what's next? Yeah. And then they're always on this treadmill trying to keep up. Yeah. Right? I think there's definitely a lot of pressure from Sephora. I don't know that. I'm not behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. but I've definitely seen brands that were like, okay, we're good. And then they go into Sephora and it's like, now we're launching SPF or something. It's like clearly, you know, and I'm sure that somewhere in my history, I've seen like a chart where it's just when something launches, it's like 
you get the peak, peak sales and then it just drops, right? So you see that with mascaras. It's just over and over and over like a treadmill. How many mascaras can we have? That's why we did a whole episode <laughs> on it. It was just like, and they never announce the ones that are going bye-bye. It's only the new ones, but never. it's like, there's only so much space on the shelves. So that's what Reddit is for. But you're right. Just to close that out, Bite Beauty is keeping their lip lab. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a bachelorette party or whatever, you can still take your mom and get her a custom lipstick. So you're still able to bring your beauty shade that you love and get it created for, you can get a custom creation done. Let's talk about founders leaving their brands. I think this really gets at that idea of, you know, the Beyonce tune and also just the great reset. People are moving on to other pastures, doing different things. I know, for example, Wendy Zomner left Urban Decay to start Callie Ray. We've had her on our show in the past. Yep. And um, yeah, just this whole 2.0. I mean, the Two-Faced founders, they have also left their brand. Remains to be seen what they have cooking up next. I just find it fascinating that people leave their brands and they go and they they dive right back into a new project. I just, I feel like I would just enjoy the yacht life. But I guess (laughs) you're just, when you're creative, you're not built that way. And even like Jones Road with Bobby Brown, I mean, I'm sure that's just a huge uphill battle to start from scratch again. And she's done extremely well on TikTok because again, she's showing her face. She's giving a lot of tips. She is showing, not telling what her brand is all about, aka it's for women who are of a certain age. Like I think it's all very fascinating. Well, they're addicted to the grind. Some of these people are addicted to the grind, right? It's a rush. It's like, I Uh can start something and make it go boom. And I can do it more than once. And I think it's like, you know, you see a lot of like high powered men who do this. And, uh, you know, I think that these founders are no different. It's like, you know, when Bobby got really real with us when she was on our show way back, we'll link Mm -hmm. to it guys in our blog post. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she talked about how difficult it was. And she was like practically in mourning when she left Mm -hmm. the Bobby Brown brand. And I think she was just like, what am I going to do now? And she's like, I'm going to do it again. So yeah, you know, I think that Emily Weiss has different reasons and priorities and she's still Mm -hmm. staying within the company, right? And we all know she's like Mm -hmm. about to pop. She just did that picture, that photo, that beautiful photo. She had like a Demi Moore moment where she's like Mm. naked and she just looks so gorgeous. But yeah, she's sort of stepping back or moving sideways within Glossier. Yeah, she's shifting her focus back to the founder and the visionary, which I think is what she is so genius at. And there's a new CEO that's come on board. And I think with Emily, the product development, all of that stuff, I think she will very much still be involved with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think you need that almost like an editor at large person within the company to make sure it's driving forward and and it's on track with the vision, but maybe somebody else can be doing the day-to-day like spreadsheet stuff and the forecasting and all of that. And so it's just almost like Glossier is resetting and Emily is going to be this visionary and the creative force behind the brand. Yeah, it's interesting though, because she did, I don't have it in front of me, but she did write a statement. I can't remember if I read it on her Instagram or where I read it. And she sort of did say it was kind of like a selfless post or sentiment that was like, 
you know, I just think that the head of a company, the CEO really needs to be just the best person for that position who's going to drive the brand forward and reflect Mm -hmm. what the consumers really, really want. And she sort of, the sentiment, the way that I read it was kind of like, that person is not me right now or is not me anymore. And I thought that was quite giving, you know, in terms of... yes owning up to that because we know that Glossier has had some struggles in terms of just like, you know, workplace toxicity starting at the top and stuff like that. And so I don't know, I guess it could be a bit of a cop out. You know, we've seen that with some other company founders where they're like, okay, I'm out. I don't want to deal with it anymore, but with a graceful statement. But I think the fact that she is still there, it's more than that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She said, today I'm celebrating my friend and colleague, Kyle Leahy, who I've decided to make Glossy's next CEO. To be clear, I'm not going anywhere. Just able to focus more of my time as founder and now executive chairwoman on the areas that I love, product, creative, brand, anything that makes yours and my heart just beat a little bit faster. And after I settle into life, welcoming this new little heart into existence, which is soon. Jumping in to share a word about our show partner, the Lead Institute. So this week, Carlene and I are kind of unpacking the whole notion of the great reset and just shining a spotlight on the fact that people want more fulfillment from work and they want to define work on their own terms. And that's why I'm excited to share news about this particular show partner because I think it's very exciting. It's a higher education initiative called the Lead Rolfs Global Institute and it's powered by L'Oreal. And why I love spreading the word about this program is because at its core, it's really all about reshaping the workforce in the beauty world to be better than ever. And it's equipping beauty professionals with the skills they need to crush it in the beauty industry and land the job that they love. So the LEAD Institute is the world's first ever college and university degree designed with the beauty professional in mind. This is not beauty school. This is a degree in beauty. And it's a whole 360 approach that goes well beyond the skills you would get in cosmetology or or aesthetic school. LEAD's curriculum is designed to give beauty professionals the business acumen they need with classes including communication, finance, science, and psychology. And currently the program is offered at Mesa Community College, that's MCC, and Arizona State University, ASU. And I appreciate how accessible it is because you can enroll from anywhere. Students can choose to take classes on campus, online, a hybrid of the two, and it allows them to earn a degree from the comfort of their own home. And you can enroll no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you've just completed high school or you're a hairstyling veteran or you're just somebody who works like at a bank now and you want to pivot to work in the beauty industry, there is an option for everybody to get in on this program. And there's multiple financial aid and scholarship options available. So if you'd like to learn more, visit leadinstitute.degree for more information to talk to an advisor and apply today. Once again, that's leadinstitute.degree for more information to talk to an advisor and apply today. We'll link to this partner in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. Let's talk about the brand new launches. There, I think there have been a lot of things that have been like underground, under the surface in the past couple of years that are finally like blasting off now. Probably the biggest one that launched last week, I think we got to start with Skin by Kim Kardashian, right? 
That's right. So this is a nine-piece line. It's very sculptural in nature with the packaging. I would say it's almost like brutalist design or something. It's very, I don't know what their exact inspiration was, but it's very architectural, all of the products. And it's interesting that she's coming out with this nine-step routine. And if you were to buy all of the products together, it would be $630 US dollars. So she's not going budget at all. So I thought that was probably the most interesting part where I think KKW Beauty was a little bit more affordable. Yeah, I have not tried any of the products yet, so I can't comment on that. One, one thing I did really appreciate is last week on her Instagram, she did an office tour. And she was showing all the behind the scenes of the mood boards for the products as well as initial prototypes Mm -hmm. for the products. And she's ever a class act because she said, I have to give credit where credit is due. A lot of this initial vision came from Kanye, from Ye. And she's like, I have to like hat tip to him. And he brought in his team. And these are some of the first renderings of the products. And you can tell some of the first Packages actually said KKW on them. So at some point, she did decide to change it to Skin by Kim. And then she went on to say that that was actually Kanye's idea as well. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a result of the divorce. That's what she said. And I don't think she would put that on blast publicly if it wasn't true. And we all know that, you know, Kanye has had such a hand in everything she's done creatively from skims. Like he got all the right people around her on the fashion side of things. And even, you know, I watched the show Kardashians on Hulu and she was going through a bit of a moment. Like obviously she has a lot of life changes, but I think the style thing was really tripping her up because she's like, who am I without Kanye telling me what to wear? Who am I going to partner with? What is my look? What is my vibe now? And obviously she has had her whole Balenciaga moment. I really appreciated all those behind the scenes things. And I know that Joanna Check, I think, kind of consulted with her oh. on some of the formulations. Okay. And that definitely brings she some did more, facials. You know, credibility for sure. A hundred percent. And I mean, all of Joanna Check's products that I tried from her line were absolutely phenomenal. So very expensive, but really good. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I was just looking at the packaging. I hadn't taken a really close look at it. And it's actually reminding me somewhat of this really cool line that I read about that was at Cosmoprof this year. That's the big beauty trade show, except it Mm -hmm. has much more substance to it. It's called Oquist, I want to say. It's O-Q-U-I-S-T. And it's all about waterless beauty, like waterless skincare, which, you know, we've, we've talked about before. So typically you add water to something and it becomes like a cream or a face wash or a serum or whatnot. And what blew me away when I was looking at this line is that everything is in this stunning ceramic packaging, like truly sculptures. I'll slack it to you, Jill. And I just thought that was so special. And I loved the fact that they had elevated this concept of waterless beauty. I'm, I know I'm really going on a side tangent here, but that's the first thing I thought of when I looked at the packaging for her line, because it looks like a piece of decor, like these round spheres that's in that right. kind of that's right. marbly stone gray. Like it looks like something that would be a decor item in your home. And so Mm -hmm. that's what reminded me of truly these ceramic pieces that I can't remember. It's like Nordic and they're handmade. 
mm-hmm. by people and you can upcycle them and refill them. But it's truly like an elevated form of this sustainable beauty idea that we just have never seen before. So I'm taking this sideways, but yeah. It's almost like when I saw this packaging, I was like, oh, Carlene would have this in her bathroom, which I would never expect from Skin by Kim. Yeah. I mean, it is gorgeous. So I hear you on that one, but I I wouldn't use it myself. I mean, that's just because my skin is so sensitive and reactive right now. It's like, I'm literally going mm-hmm. back to like a Venn and La Roche-Posay and shit. So I'm not using mm-hmm. celebrity skincare, period. <laughs> but I certainly yeah. wouldn't be investing in celebrity mm-hmm. skincare. And I think, right. I'm not sure that that's the best move for her, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to pay the big bucks, you pay for a germline or you pay for the prestige of La Mer. It's not a Kim Kardashian anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like Kim Kardashian designing her own leather bag and putting a Balenciaga price tag on it. It's like it doesn't mm-hmm. really work that way. And the one thing I will say that I was impressed with in just the lead up to this is, is Kim did do a lot of demo videos and she was showing her full real skin. Like there were sunspots on there. She was actually using the product and showing how she used it and not just like fake splashing water on her face like Millie Bobby Brown. It's like, oh, you are a woman in your 40s. I see that. And I think that that will draw some people in. I think it's going to be a success because of, you know, they obviously have a lot of resources because it's part of Cody now to be a success. But Mm -hmm. it's definitely a pivot away from that contour kit we knew Kim for. Yeah, well, I think you're I think you're right in this sense. The one thing she's doing right, in my opinion, is targeting women in their 40s if that's what she's really doing mm-hmm. because there is a mm-hmm. lot of spending money there and they are a neglected community. So yeah, that part I think is smart. Whereas KKW was like straight, it looked like the sister brand to Kylie. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, I think that's a, you know, big girl pants move and good for her. So let's talk about road. Yes. And by the way, just putting it in the universe, Kim, you're welcome on our show. Anytime. anytime. Anywhere. Anytime. <laughs> so let's talk about Road Beauty. Yes. I feel like Road really was the most hotly anticipated mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. that Celebrity has come out with. I just unboxed the products this morning. I have not had a chance to put them on my face yet. But as far as I understand, they have already sold out. They're already now into the wait list for everything. So what did you think of it? Okay. Well, I haven't tried it. I got it. But like I said, I'm not rolling the dice Mm -hmm. on any celebrity skincare right now. Mm -hmm. I think it's a nice kind of no frills approach. I love the accessible price point. I love Haley. She's like a style icon for me. Do you know how much each of these products are? I'm pretty sure everything is $29 or less, which I think is really reasonable for skincare, especially with the cost of inflation and all that, all of that stuff. So I think that's cool. I, like I said, I just haven't tried it, but I like this skinimalist approach that appeals more to me than like a nine piece skincare collection, just because again, I just think the market is so cluttered that it's smart for brands at this stage in the game to make it really easy for people. And I do think that the less you put on your face, the less irritation you're going to have. That's my real talk. 
So like I'm not even at the moment, I'm not even using serums or eye cream or anything. I'm just using moisturizer just to keep it dead simple. And I think that for young people who are just like starting a line, keeping it simple, like that was the beauty of Clinique three-step, right? It was like three mm-hmm. steps. That's it. It's all one brand. This is it, guys. And so I appreciate that kind of simplicity. And I'm like fangirling over here. I love Haley so much. I, you know, the health problems that her and Justin have had, I'm just concerned about mm. them. You know, I hope they're okay. I know. They're on the cover of People magazine this week being like, our bond is stronger than ever because of our recent health issues. Yeah. But like, I hope that they're okay. Yes. I think of all the celebrity brands and the products that have come out these products really do go with her aesthetic and her vibe. And I love the whole like, almost like Dermalogica inspired packaging, if I can say that, this gray and white, like we really haven't seen it. And so I'm excited about this line and hopefully she'll come on our show. We have some irons in the fire. Maybe um, I just want to speak it into existence that Haley will come and chat with us. Yes, come. I love Haley so much. She is like, she is my, I don't have a lot of, celebrities who I really like watch for fashion and their style and yes. stuff like that. But I do, I really like Haley's yeah. style. I know everybody wears it now, yeah. but like a year ago, I was really like watching it. The Carla Welch effect, right? Yes. And the custom sneakers. I mean, come on. So I mm-hmm. want to do a shout out to a former guest on our show who has launched skincare as well. Nikeo Greco launched a brand new skincare line. It's called Relevant. It launched at the beginning of June. We will also link to that episode in our blog, you guys, so you can check it out. You can hear Nikeo's backstory about starting 13 Loon, which is a website that kind of is like a curation of brands that are really catered to all skin tones, but BIPOC-founded brands are on this website and there's skincare and there's makeup. And so now they're kind of incubating like their own in-house line. And so it's called Relevant. I think the new product, I think the first product to debut sounds really cool. It's the one and done everyday cream with SPF 40. And it's meant to be like a four-in-one treatment. So it's like a sunscreen, moisturizer, serum, and primer in one. We love a sunscreen that works well under makeup. So congratulations. Yeah, that's interesting. What I was just Googling, Carlina, she already had a line that was in Target. And we talked to her oh, about yes, that on course. our episode. Yeah, the so first this one is under 13 Loon. Is that it? Yes. It's exciting to see that she's, you know, being able to take 13 Loon to that next step. And I'm sure she's got lots more up her sleeve. Yeah. And of course, inclusivity is the cornerstone too relevant. So you can be sure that the sunscreen will be, will work on all skin tones and I'm sure new products will be coming out of the gate from there as well. You know what? And sorry, I just want to add something. So I'm not really sure what her role is with Nyako Beauty right now. And it does seem to be still like on counter at Target. So maybe she's just pivoted away from that to focus on relevant. So we can't wait to see what's next. Now, One makeup line, just moving on to makeup that I'm really excited to try, I hope to have it in my hands at some point, is from the makeup artist Isamaya French. She is launching Mm -hmm. her own makeup line in late June, probably next week we'll see this. And she, of course, is like, how do you even describe Isamaya? She's just so different. She is like... Mm -hmm. She's just so unique. She's like a punk rocker amongst pop stars. Let's say it that way. 
you know, yeah. when you think about and her she, work and just her persona amongst professional makeup artists, right? Yeah, she's she's always pushing the boundaries to say the very mm-hmm. least. I mean, she uses a lot of prosthetics in her makeup looks. She does so many editorials that are just like out of this world, quite literally. Yeah, you're going, what and, am I looking at? It's almost like making yeah. ugly beautiful. Like she deliberately pushes the boundaries in like an Alexander McQueen, like runway type of a way where he made like garbage exactly. bags into designer gowns, like that that kind of stuff. That's Isabella. Yeah, it's just so, and it's just so refreshing to see in the mix of like a lot of like cookie cutter brands that are, have this like DTC formula down and put the celebrity face on it and whatnot. It's like, no, she is a creative, she is a true, true artist. And I am thrilled that she is coming out and there, we need her, we need her in this space. I really do feel, feel that way. And of course, she's had a lot of product development. You know, she's earned her product development stripes. She worked for Burberry for quite some time on their makeup as creative director. She also worked with Byredo when they were bringing their makeup to Mm -hmm. counter. Mm -hmm. And now this is her time to step into the spotlight. And for any of our listeners who live in London, I know that she's doing a pop-up in London and Soho there and the weekend of like July 1st. So you'll be able to be among the first to see it in person and play with it. And I'm just expecting really cool shit. And this is honestly like, I think I had told you this privately before, but I, it's honestly like, this is who Lady Gaga should have been working with yes. to create her line. Yes, absolutely. This is, this is the person who actually pushes limits, you know, but also knows yeah. really good mm-hmm. skin. So yeah, I would really like to try this line. And I'm excited, like whenever a makeup artist starts a line or like an esthetician or facialist, it's like, they're just so close to it. That's what excites me personally. And I think the last one we want to touch on, this is why I'm just like, huh? Like, I don't care, but (laughs) it is newsworthy. (laughs) Fashion Nova debuted a beauty line, you know, the middle of the month. I'm like, who cares? But maybe you have a different opinion, Jill. Well, I think right now we are in a moment where people are looking for deals. And I think a lot of people out there are just looking at ways to save. And, you know, we're not maybe ordering from Fashion Nova or Sheen, but a lot of people are, and there's no, there's no shame in that. It's like, there's tons of stuff to choose from. They're two of the most successful fashion platforms on the friggin' planet. So it makes sense that they're getting into beauty. Like why not toss a lipstick in your cart shopping? And they're really seeming to go after these very trendy shades and and whatnot, which makes a ton of sense. You know, they've got really sparkly eyeshadow palettes. They've got these like matte nude lipsticks. And I think it really goes with the aesthetic of the Fashion Nova brand. And they're like $16, $14 Canadian, probably like 10 bucks in, in the US. So yeah, this makes sense. I mean, this tracks. yeah, who knows? Like I thought Zara's makeup line was quite impressive, but real talk, I don't know a single person who uses it. Like I've never seen anyone pull it out of their bag. And when I go into Mm -hmm. stores, I see the perfumes that are there where you're cashing out, but I don't see the makeup. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if that makeup line doesn't last much longer, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. But it kind of makes sense because beauty, the margins are just so good. Like, you know, they're looking at ways of being creative and nimble in 
fashion and maybe people aren't shopping as much for clothes because they are working from home yeah. because Beyonce told us to, you know, they're like, yeah, maybe I'll grab this red lipstick throw on before my Zoom calls. And yeah, that's the beauty of beauty and beauty of makeup, Carlene, is like you could be wearing a Chanel red lipstick or a wet and wild one. No one knows the difference yeah. except you. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, no. that's it for our roundup today. Now, we tried something different today. We don't usually dedicate an entire episode to kind of, you know, we do behind the scenes, like I prepare trend reports for the spring and for the fall, and I'm looking at, you know, what's happening on the runway and in the industry and all that. Are you guys interested in this content? Let us know. Drop us a line. You can DM us. You can leave us a review. You can come onto our Instagram and chat. We love that. And of course, in our Facebook chat room. So we also want to hear your opinion on all of the topics that we talked about today. And also looking ahead to fall, I know this is kind of crazy because we're just starting summer, but Jill and I, having come from the magazine world, we worked our asses off in the summer to get that primo fall content. We want to hear from you. Who do you want on our show? You know, who are the experts? What are the topics? We're here for you. We're here to please you. So let us know. Yeah, that's right. So thanks for tuning in and we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Like that cherry bomb, like that cherry